Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we'll be looking at biblical benedictions from the New Testament. The Dead Sea contains way too much salt, eight times as much as any ocean, making it virtually impossible for anything to live in the water. Scientists even say that this salty sea is dead because water pours in, but then it doesn't have any outflow. And today, Rabbi Schneider explains that if we aren't careful with our spiritual life, we can end up like the Dead Sea too. This message, it comes from our series, Biblical Benedictions, and Rabbi is encouraging us to keep our hearts open so that we stay alive and keep growing spiritually. Now here is Rabbi. Now last time I was talking about in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 11 through 13 how Paul was pronouncing a benediction of blessing over the saints that we would abound in love for one another and for all people. And I just want to make a few final comments on that concept before moving in to our next benediction today. So the thing that is important for us is that we are only willing to sometimes be confronted with the truth that we have a tolerance for. In other words, it's easy for us to be willing to accept some parts of the Word of God, but yet block out other parts of the Word of God because we don't want to hear them. We see this phenomenon, for example, happening in the Gospel of John chapter 6 where the longer Jesus talked, the fewer people could listen because he kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. He began to say, I'm the bread of life that's come down from heaven. And it's like people began to grumble, like we know his mom and dad. You know, we know Joseph and Miriam, Mary. How can he say he came down from heaven? And they were grumbling. But when they left in John 6 was after he said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, You have no life in yourself. That was too much. They couldn't hear it anymore. They couldn't tolerate it, and they left. That was an extreme example, and it's understandable, knowing the Jewish mindset, how they could not take that in because the Jews were commanded in the Torah not to drink blood. So it wasn't an easy statement to accept. But the point that I'm making is that you and I, all of us, sometimes are willing to accept some part of God's will and truth in our life, but unwilling to accept other parts of his word. So for example, right now in our culture, many Christians will not accept God's word as it relates to, he created them male and female, and also will not come into agreement with God's word when it comes to that true marriage is between a man and a woman. Some people that call themselves Christians, they reject that. They say, well, you know what? Um, That's kind of archaic. That's the way it was, you know, in the Old Testament a long time ago. But, you know, now I believe the loving thing to do is to just accept everybody just the way they are without demanding any change, blessing all expressions of sexuality, blessing all definitions of sexual orientation. So there's people that identify as Christians, but they won't receive that part of God's word because God's word clearly spells out that in his divine design, homosexuality is not part of who he is or the way that he created humanity and that true marriage consists of the union between a male and a female. 
And so I'm just giving examples of how people sometimes, all of us are willing to accept some part of God's word, but sometimes there's other parts we reject. We have to receive all of his word. One of the portions of God's word that I want to urge us to accept today is that we are commanded to be people of self-initiation when it comes to reaching out to love and bless other people. And we are living in a culture today that is causing individuals to become more and more self-isolated. This is the enemy's ploy. Beloved, listen to what I'm saying. What is happening in the earth right now is the enemy is pushing people more and more into the darkness so that people today are more isolated in the Western world in terms of their emotional and spiritual disposition than ever before. I used the example on the last episode on this subject where I talked about I do a lot of flying and I'm just amazed and how much the culture on airplanes has changed over the last five years. It used to be when people flew, they actually looked forward to getting to meet somebody new that might sit next to them, to strike up a conversation, to learn about somebody else. They found that interesting and exciting. Now we live in a culture that if you try to reach out to the person next to you on an airplane, more often than not, in my own experience, they're going to be offended that you would dare to invade their privacy by saying hello to them or asking them a question about their lives. We're living in a culture where the devil is trying to isolate us, make us afraid to love, make us afraid to reach out for fear of being rejected, but the Lord is calling us to increase in love. And so Paul is saying, the Lord may cause you to increase and abound in love for one another and for all people. Paul's saying, I'm declaring a blessing over your life that you would increase in love, not decrease in love, not become more self-isolated, not retreating to the darkness, but that you would increase in love. And love means connecting with people. Love is an outward expression. People talk about the Dead Sea and one of the things about the Dead Sea is that there's no outlet for the water. There's no way for the waters of the Dead Sea to flow out. And so the analogy has been made is the reason that it's dead is because there's no outflow. And that's what happens to us if there's no serving coming from our hearts, if there's no loving, if there's no reaching out, if there's no connecting, if there's no blessing and strengthening and pouring into other people's lives. Beloved, we've been called to love and serve. And I want to challenge us today to reach out and bless people, even if it means at times people reject our friendliness. Let's continue on now. Paul said that he might establish your hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. It's interesting that right after talking about love and the admonition to increase in love, the next thing that Paul says is that doing this or following this pattern, it will establish our hearts without blame in holiness because above all, God is love. Remember, God is is love, and he that loves, John said, knows God. And so as we grow in love, we increase in holiness. 
Isn't that a beautiful thing? A lot of people think that holiness, you know, is following like this strict set of rules, which many of them are traditions of men. Like it used to be, you know, back 50 years ago that certain denominations, they said that the only way that a holy woman can wear her hair is in a bun. And there was like all these rules of what holiness is. And of course, modesty is important, but I think in the eyes of the Lord, true love is probably the greatest emanation of what holiness looks like because God is love. And so Paul speaks a blessing over our lives that we would increase in love and that our hearts would be established without blame in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of the Lord Jesus for all the saints. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. If you're looking to better equip yourself in your study, pursuit, and growth in Jesus the Messiah, be sure to go online and explore our treasury of Messianic content. You'll find Messianic teaching tools and videos, information about God's seven annual feasts, the Hebrew names, titles of God, and so much more. This content is ready and available for you today online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Just as this program has been a blessing to you, you can multiply the blessing with others. It's simple when you become a monthly partner. Give a financial gift of any amount today or set up your monthly automated gift by calling this number, 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. Or you can visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com when you give your equipping others for Jesus' return. And now, here is Rabbi Schneider. You know, I love this concept of having peace with God in our hearts knowing that we're holy before Him, knowing that we're accepted in Him. We read in the book of Ephesians that we're accepted in the Beloved, that we've been made holy and blameless, Paul tells us in the book of Ephesians, in the Beloved One. So there's two concepts here that I want to connect with in terms of being holy and blameless before Him. Legally, because of the blood of Jesus, being pierced through for our sins and shedding his blood and giving his life for our iniquity. Because of that, we are now simply based on the finished work of Christ. Based on that alone, we are holy and blameless before God because the Father is not looking at our sin because Jesus died for our sin. The Father's only looking at us through eyes of love now. Jesus has made us acceptable. But there's another element, beloved, that's also important, and that is an outworking of holiness. And I think this is what Paul is talking about here, that we would be established in our hearts without blame in holiness before our God and Father. And I know in my own life, even though I know scripturally and legally I'm accepted in the Beloved, that I'm holy before God simply because of the blood of Jesus, even though I know that legally, I also am aware that if my heart is not right, that I don't have peace in my heart, that I'm aware sometimes that what is in my heart at any given moment, it may not be holy. And so there's a legal holiness that has been established for us through the blood of Jesus, but then there's a holiness that we're entering more and more into as we're being transformed by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that we become more and more like Jesus. And this is what I'm speaking about right now, that the blessing and the benediction 
the power that's at work in our life is that we would be conformed to the image of Jesus in holiness before the Father, not just legally, but experientially, that we would truly be people that emanate God's holiness through love and truth. Father, we thank you that you're the God that's at work in our life, both to will and do, Abba, for your good pleasure. And Father, we thank you that you said that you would complete in us what you started. And Father, we desire, we crave that you would complete the work in us, that we would be truly sanctified experientially, holy before you. That when Jesus returns, we would be like Elijah and like Enoch, Father God, that we're ready to meet you. I think about Enoch and how the scripture says that he had a witness in himself that before you took him off the earth, he knew he was holy and blameless to you. And so, Father, I pray that you would so transform us, even through the hearing of your word, that we would enter into a state where we would continually be living in a way that's pleasing to you. And that living in that state day by day, hour by hour, even second by second, we would have the pleasure of experiencing your affirmation over our lives. That we would, like Enoch, have that witness within ourselves that we're pleasing and acceptable to you in Yeshua's name. Beloved, that's God's purpose and blessing over your life. And that's what he's doing in your life. He is transforming you from glory to glory. Well, a scripture that's important to us in so many ways is Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 and 20. It's the benediction that Paul speaks over God's people. Many of you have heard it before. Here's what Paul said. And may God, or my God, will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be the glory forever and ever. Amen. You have been blessed with the reality that your Father is going to take care of you and supply all your needs for the rest of your life. At times it might seem like things are pretty sparse. That's how it felt to the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness, right? I mean, they had no water. They had nothing to eat. It was pretty sparse. But supernaturally, God supplied their needs by causing manna to fall on the ground six days a week for 40 years, water to flow out of a rock, the quails to come every day. And so I want to encourage you, beloved, there's a blessing over your life for the rest of your days. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. If it's a financial need, a physical need, whatever, a relational need, a need for comfort, need for peace, a need for joy, need for soundness of mind, let's take it to heart. Let's claim it. Father, you said you would supply all my needs according to your riches in glory. Father, I take a hold of that by faith right now. And sometimes the word faith is almost like you're putting a demand on God. Like this is your word, God, and I believe it. And because of your belief, you put a demand on him and he does it. He wants you to believe. He wants you to believe it enough to demand it. Not that you have authority over God, but that you have enough faith in his word. You've taken all of his word. You've seized it. that it becomes a demand and that pleases him that you believe him. Well, lastly, beloved, 
in this second series on biblical benedictions, I want to go to one of my favorite scriptures, the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 14. Beloved, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord, the word of Adonai, abides forever. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, or Yeshua, the Messiah, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now, if that doesn't make you feel good, come on, what will? The grace of the Lord Jesus, the goodness of God, the favor of God, the provision of God, the presence of God, the empowerment of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. Love wins. Love always wins. Love conquers everything. No matter what you'll ever face, height, depth, breadth, width, things past, things present, things to come, you're gonna conquer it all because the love of God has been poured out over your life and he's a banner of love over you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Why is the word fellowship here, beloved one, connected with the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit? Because Jesus isn't on earth right now. The Father isn't on earth right now. The person on earth right now is the Holy Spirit. Jesus, before he ascended to the Father, he said to his disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. He said, I will send you the Spirit. The Holy Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit has been poured into our life on the earth to reveal the Father and the Son to us and to bring all that is within God to our souls. So comfort and peace and strength, all these are being imparted to us by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally on the earth hugs us in the love of God and comforts us in all our afflictions. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The Holy Spirit is the one that is connecting you to both the Father and the Son. He is the one through whom you're able to have fellowship with God the Father and the Lord Jesus too. And so Paul concludes by saying, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Let's celebrate, beloved, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, because there's no greater gift than you and I could have ever received. You're listening to the authentic, straightforward, and compassionate Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider right here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. If you've missed any of the messages in our Biblical Benediction series, you can catch up online when you visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or listen daily by subscribing to our audio podcast on YouTube. And then if you'd like to prayerfully or financially support this ministry with the gift of any amount, you can do that online too. And to tell us a little bit more, here is Rabbi once again. Beloved, I've been praying that Father God would continue to subject me 
and that I would cooperate with his subjection and come under the blade of his word. The word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. And it's ministered to us in the power of the Holy Spirit through Messiah Jesus. In order for this process to take place, I have to be willing to come under his authority. And when we come under his authority, it affects our disciplining of our thoughts, our attitude, our words, everything in life, including how we use our finances. I want to encourage you, surrender your finances to God, to Hashem, because we can't enter into the fullness of His presence without being surrendered to Him in every area of our lives. To give a gift of any amount today, call us at 800-777-7835 or give a financial gift through your phone when you type the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. You know, we also have made it really easy to support us online. You can either give a one-time donation or become a monthly partner and automate your gifts each month. You'll find these giving opportunities along with so many others on our website at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. That's discoveringthejewishjesus.com. As our way of saying thank you for your one-time gift of any amount or your monthly partnership, we'll send you a copy of Rabbi's Message of the Month that's available as an instant digital download. And then don't forget, if you haven't signed up yet to receive Rabbi's free daily devotional, it's not too late. This is a a great way to start your morning off right. And I'd like to encourage you to sign up today by visiting rabbidevotion.com. And you know, scripture reminds us that if two or three come together in agreement, that anything you ask will be done by God our Father who is in heaven. And so we'd like to encourage you to stand with us in prayer as we make plans for the remainder of this year and into the next. We'd also like to have our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord, and then as God answers your prayers, would you let us know? You can also let us know if God is using Discovering the Jewish Jesus to touch your life and encourage others. Write to us at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Once again, that's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or you can connect with us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Thank you so much for sharing this past 25 minutes with us. I'd like to wish you a wonderful weekend. Now here is Rabbi Schneider to wrap up this study with a special blessing. The words from the Aaronic Blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 through 27, helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Yavah Yahweh Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Isa Yahweh Panavelecha 
ואשם לך. Shalom. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider explains how we experience a spiritual breakthrough. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.